Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. guys welcome back to the rick shields golf show podcast everybody episode number 107 i'm your host rick shields i'm here with co-host guy how are you good good you had a nice weekend <laughs> um i did good <laughs> <laughs> wow what a strong start to the podcast did i catch you did i catch you off guard no i just thought today's podcast you've walked in and said i'm not sure what we're going to talk about today so that's normally a good sign because when we don't know what we're going to talk about those podcasts end up being the best so i thought i'd start it off low and we'll build it and build it and build it and build it and by the end of this episode it will be our best ever podcast full stop period done well there you go well to kick things off let's start off with our favorite sponsored read go for it the old course hotel st andrews best hotel in st andrews by none Five-star, luxury five-star hotel. It is overlooking the 17th hole, one of the best holes in the world of golf. Um, I know we talked about it last week on the podcast. It is just, if you've not (laughs) been, definitely try and get over there. I'll tell you what, here's a quick one then. Considering you might not have had the most exciting weekend in the world. Yes. Describe to me and the viewers, listeners, what's your perfect St. Andrews Old Course Hotel weekend? Okay, so right. What, the one we've already lived, or if I could elevate no, it, could even do further, it even right. more. So, right, let's start again. Right, right. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Friday morning. Yeah. Get in the car. Okay. You can come with me if you want. Thank you. Appreciate so I'll pick, that. pick you up. And we set off. After about 25 minutes in the car, we go to our services. Okay. We go in. We get. I get a red Monster Ultra. You get a white Monster Ultra. Wow. This is a long story. <laughs> we go, we're going deep. You can't just rush me into this. <laughs> then we get snacks. You okay. get some chocolate covered raisins. I, like I get them. some hula hoops, big eat. Um, what maybe a white Twix, two fingered white Twix. Okay, nice. and we head up the road. Okay, we find a good podcast to listen to. Yeah, um, maybe like a YouTube one. So like how to about like increase your YouTube followers. We're like listening it. to it really good. Oh, that's really good. Bit Making nerdy. Notes. Yeah, you're on your phone scrolling constantly. You're never off your phone. Obviously, we've been chauffeur driven here. No, I'm driving. Oh, okay. Um, I want to experience the roads. You're scrolling so much <laughs> that your thumb starts bleeding. <laughs> we pull up in St Andrews. Four hours just flies by. Flies. We get to um, the Old Course Hotel. There's almost too much car park space, so I can't decide where to park. Because some of the hotels in Andrews are lovely, but there's nowhere to park. There is nowhere. So we probably spend 15 minutes thinking, where should we park? There's too many choices. Eventually we park up. I reverse into my space, as you always do. Big fan <laughs> of reverse parking. But then we go, Guy, you've reversed into that car parking space so well, so precisely, but we can't access the boot now to get the golf uh, clubs out. So I have to go out again and then drive okay, in. Yeah. Get our clubs out. Okay. Go into the hotel. Greeted by the amazing staff. Well, you know what? From what my memory last time, 
you asked for this. <laughs> I know I did. I regret it now. Um, I I remember last time the doorman being in traditional kilt attire, being incredibly friendly, mm-hmm. kind of going, "Welcome to the Old Course Hotel here in St Andrews." I won't do a Scottish accent. Anything we anything you need from us. Don't hesitate to ask. And they'll direct you to the reception desk and you'll sign in and it's lovely. It's all very well. You walk in, you go, it's fine artwork. Yes. Remember the remember the picture of the golf course on the I left hand indeed. side? Beautiful big painting of the golf course, the St. Andrew's old course old golf course. You walk around the corner, you go to check in. Hi, uh, Mr. and Mr. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mr. And Mrs. I've got a wig on for the weekend. <laughs> Do you want your usual room? <laughs> the one with the queen bed. Um obviously we check in, uh, individual rooms, rooms yeah. separate rooms. I, I must I'm gonna upgrade to yeah, a golf course. You've view. got a little bit of a better room than me, but you pay for it, so that's up to you. <laughs> and then we uh the, the bellboy takes the cl- takes all our <laughs> luggage to the rooms. That's Harry the bellboy. <laughs> and then uh, we check in and we walk into our beautiful hotels and we text each other straight away. What's your room look like? Really good. We then say we're going to have half an hour meet each other back down at reception. Yes. Half an hour chill, etc. Unwind. It's been a long drive after all. Back down reception. Straight out into the golf course, I think. No, Old no, course no, no, hotel no, no, first. No, we'll go, so we'll go into the Dunvegan for a pint first. Okay. But we've got our putters in our hands because we're going to the Himalayas have a putting comp. Is this the first day? This first day putting comp. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, first day putting comp. So is, is Friday the chill out day? Yeah, very much. Walk round. Um, a few scoops. A few scoops. Walk around St Andrews. Have a quick look in the shop. Have a look in the second-hand shops. Just vibing. Real loads of vibing. Saturday we're playing golf? Yes. Old course? Yeah, 8, 10 tea time. Oh, I like that. Nice and early. Get to the driving range, 7 o'clock. Because that driving range is so close to oh, the hotel. Yeah, too close, really. Then you can walk. You don't need your car. The car's gone now. We don't need car now in St Andrews. Parked. We, drive, we walk over to the old course. Tee off on the first. Have an epic match where... You, I'll let you beat me again. Two and one. I'll Two take. and one, Okay. Uh, we finish up, little pint in the Dunvegan again. We're locals there now. And then we get back, little shower and change, and then hit the tiles for a Saturday, na- Saturday afternoon sesh. Yeah. I like it. And the Sunday we're playing one more time? Sunday we're going to play, um, not the old, we're going to play, what's the, what, the one with the Jubilee? Just or, another or one. What, what about the actual golf course that's attached to the old course hotel? That's, yeah, well, that, Sunday our last day, or we're going on Monday? No, Sunday we're going Oh, day. yeah, we'll drive there and play there. And then we could go for a little walk in the countryside, do a little bit of kayaking. Yeah, have a few little whiskies. Yes, well, I would. I'd, I'd, I'd like to look like I'm drinking the whiskey, but I wouldn't really drink it. But oh, you can. Okay, yeah, Sunday night, one last big fancy meal in one of the six phenomenal restaurants at the Old Course Hotel, and then we go back to one of our one hundred one of the one hundred and seventy five rooms. We're occupying two of them. Yes. Uh, check out in the morning. Nice big cut breakfast. Yeah. The works. We've had that already on Saturday and Sunday. Again on Monday. Hit the road. I'll have a snooze with my blanket and my pillow. Pathetic, but true. Get home for lunchtime and spend a nice afternoon reminiscing. That's why we are the best golf podcast sponsor, because you get your good bang for your buck, don't you? Well, you've got about 12 minutes there. Exactly, and it was good content, I think. Um, so thank you very much to the Old Course Hotel for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah. If you want to know more, go on to oldcoursehotel.com. Um, should we talk about, after our epic match at Formby Ladies, the other epic match that was taking place soon after how epic was it so just talk to me about this match <sighs> right for people that don't know which i don't think is many people but elaborate please well there's been a few versions of the match now yes sorry just a very quick one harry i'm i sa- you, do you sound quiet in your headphones no i sound could you turn me up a little quiet, bit harry or not do you have to do it back here i'll do it well don't, i'll do it let me do this bit first the <laughs> match has had a few different versions so far 
What was the was it Tiger and Phil the first one? So Tiger and Phil they played for a million dollars. Yeah, they've had one where it's been Ty, uh, not Tiger, Phil Mickelson, and was it Tom Brady? Was that the one? Tom Brady versus who did they play? Was that not Bryson? Could have been Bryson um, and there was Tiger Phil. Then there was oh that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady versus Justin Thomas was it? Oh no, uh, did Tiger go again actually as a doubles? Yes, yes. When it was absolutely yes. throwing it down. Correct. So, yeah, there's been individual Tiger versus Phil. There's been four-ball match between Tiger, Phil, and celebrity partners. There's, there's been a good few, actually. There's been quite a lot. But the most recent version of it, with all the build-up of certain the last 12 months of this hatred that's happening between two incredibly famous tour players, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. They've got this beef yes they apparently they kind of hate each other but i don't know if i fully buy into it if i'm honest i think it's a bit of a dislike but the media have massively kind of bigged it up but it was a a match play at the wing golf in las vegas over 12 holes weirdly which i suppose was done to make it kind of shorter form and faster pace which is something we're asking for more of in golf so it's quite kind of i don't blame them for doing that brooks destroyed him five and three yeah which is, so that would have finished, he would have finished on the ninth, uh, yeah, ninth hole. Wow. That's battering that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, what was really interesting in all the build-up, I must admit, you don't see a lot of Brooks practicing. You don't see him shelling golf balls. You don't see him putting the grind in. I'm sure he does. We just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Bryson, I feel like, certainly recently with his social media, He's featuring on his own YouTube channels. He's featuring loads of other YouTube channels for like the Good Good Lads and people like that. He seems to be putting a lot of work in, hard graft, hitting lots and lots of golf balls. Obviously trying to increase his club head speed, his ball speed, tremendously trying to hit the ball off as far as he possibly can. He's working out. You see a lot of it. But in a match like that, I do honestly think there's an element of grit and determination that comes into it. Yeah, I think... Did you enjoy? Did you? Oh, it wasn't on tele in the UK. It wasn't. Was it, it wasn't on TV. It wasn't live. I think you could stream it. Yeah, maybe not illegally. Um, so you could if you wanted to. I watched a lot of the highlights and little clips because again, it's only nine holes. Really, mm. you got to see this. There wasn't loads and loads of clips. There was a bit of banter, a little bit of Bryson DeChambeau coming up to the first tee with some cupcakes of Brooks's face. Uh, Brooks weren't really buying into it. I quite like the commentary of Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. Um, and uh, Charles Barkley as well, who I don't really massively know. I know he's huge in America, yeah. but is it Charles Barkley? Yeah, is yeah. that the singer? That's Niles Barkley, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> he did the one that says crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway, the commentary I thought was really good. The interaction that, what was fascinating, like they had AirPods in. Yeah. And like you could hear them and they could hear the commentators. I like that. Yeah, I, me I, too. I felt like you got a little bit more in the mind of these players. And obviously, it's an exhibition match. They were trying to raise money for charity or whatever it may be. The golf course looks amazing. No better setting than Las Vegas. Um, but I must admit, you tell me right now, I've seen maybe five golf shots. The thing is with it, for me, I'm very much, and we said this many podcasts, I'm sure we can will continue to do so. I'd love to see more different varieties of golf. Certainly, it's fun to watch you know, for, for us, and it's a, another way of getting more people into the sport of golf. Not everybody wants to watch four days of stroke play, so I'm, I'm all behind that. The only thing for these matches that I find a little bit kind of semi-cringy, but more 
hard to get into is for me, I'm like a casual boxing fan. So I wouldn't go out there and say I'm a huge, huge boxing fan because someone who's got proper knowledge would just look at me and say, you know, nothing. So I don't claim to know anything about boxing. However, every like big fight that's on, on was on Sky Box Office and I'll be on like the zone or whatever. I end up paying for and watching because I get I get into it. And even with the YouTuber stuff, obviously coming up soon, there's Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, which is stupid, but I'll get into it. And the reason I get so into it, for me personally, is I can't comprehend at the minute that like Jake Paul and Tommy Fury, which I know people have been known to even give these guys exposure to some degree, one of them's got to lose. Yeah. I mean, he could draw, but in reality, one of them's going to lose. And they don't both don't believe they will. And to some degree, their careers will be massively tarnished if they do lose. Yeah. With these golf kind of one-on-one things, I know they're for a bit of fun, but, well, at the minute, Bryson is better world ranking than Brooks Kepka. So if he loses, which he did, he just go out. If he wanted to, well, I'm, yeah, but I'm higher up in the world rankings. Yeah. Brooks Kepka's got more majors than him, so he can always say, well, I've got more majors than you have. You've got one, I've got four. Yeah. It doesn't really change anything, does it? I know it's, like, it's done for fun, but what actually is the point? Yeah. It, like, do I think anything worse of Bryson exactly. after losing? No. No. I don't think he's a worse golfer than Brooks Kepka because that you can't measure it on, on just that. Not in golf anyway. Like you say, in a boxing ring, it's man versus man and someone's got to get knocked down and somebody's got to win the fight as such. Yeah. This isn't a fight. A few, you know, a few wayward drives for Bryson, it puts him in the trouble and a few hole puts from Brooks Kepka, it makes him win the match. It's like, it's not, a, a proper fight, is it? So they're trying to build it up like that. They're doing it's all hard. these. They're doing all these press conferences before. They're even doing like the face-off before the match and everything else like that. Um, interviews afterwards. Um, it, it was nice. You know, it was entertainment. Good. This would never happen if they had the match. They said, right, the loser of the said match isn't allowed to play in any of the four majors next year. So that's what you're playing for. Oh my for. god. So it's like there's actually something massively on the line. Imagine Bryson having to miss next year's four. It would never happen, but imagine he had to miss the next four majors because he lost the match. Yeah. The, the only one thing for me that it really should be done off is their own cash. That, yeah. would, that for me, would be the only way you could really, really like get somebody going. If they both put $10 million in each, winner takes all, that's like... I'm I'm taking ten million dollars off you. It'll it that would come across incorrectly in the world of the in the world of other sports because mm. where do you where do golfers put their or sports people put their own money into it really? It's always off sponsors and stuff. But I think that's the only thing that would kind of make it really feel tangible. Like he's beat him, he's taken ten million dollars yeah. off him. But then again, if Tiger played against Phil. It's not comparable because Tiger's worth 10 times more than Phil, I would guess. But it's like, it, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a weird one. It's nice to see golf exploring different avenues, these short formats and stuff. So I'm definitely behind that. It wasn't quite it for me. But having said that, they might make another match in the future. I'm like, I'm definitely behind yeah. that. But it's just hard, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm really, like I say, I'm fully, I love the ideas and I love all the PR behind it with like Bryson hitting shots from the top of the Wynn Hotel down onto the golf course. Yeah, that was Brooks's good. face. Like, I loved. All of that sort of stuff and the match, it was it, it was good and there was a bit of heckling. Um, but like I say, I, I don't think anything worse after it. Where in boxing, you're dead right. You definitely see a, a failed fighter as he's that person has failed. It's like Anthony Joshua's lost twice now. Exactly. You see him differently, don't you? Exactly. Which is is bad, but that's the sport. Yeah, even like Conor McGregor, mm. like he was number lost one. A few times, yeah. And now he's lost a few times. You think, ah, oh, he's not got it anymore. But that doesn't happen in golf, does it? Question for you then, it's like kind of slightly off topic, but using one of those athletes we just mentioned in uh, Brooks Kepka. 
He's obviously just signed. We mentioned last week we knew he was going to break that he was going to sign yes. for uh, Strixon, which he now has. He's got a, well, not a full through the bag deal in the sense not every single club is going to be, but his driver, his irons, his wedges at Cleveland, which obviously come under the Strixon umbrella. He's put a, still a Scotty Cameron, I believe. He's got a Nike two iron still yeah. in the bag he's had for years. But uh, we've had a question off Nathan Young on the Facebook group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, why not? It's completely yeah. free. We actually did an offer on, uh, did you see the offer I put on the group on Black Friday? I thought it was an incredible So offer. we have an offer on Black Friday, which unfortunately now you have missed, but it was, um, the full day it was free to join the Facebook group. No way. Yeah, full free offer. Wow. And that's, also, like a hun- that's like 100% discount. And it was also free to subscribe to both of your YouTube channels for the day as well. The hell, guys? So I know. This isn't a good business model. I know. Anyway, the question was from Nathan Young in the Facebook group. If you do want to join the Facebook group, it's always free. It's always. the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. For, for you listening, it's free. Always. Um, I would like a few donations, actually, for, for all the work of doing it. But if it, it's fine. I can live without it. Uh, all course hotel are paying enough. <laughs> Jokes. Right, so Nathan Young has asked, if sponsorship deals for pro players didn't exist, okay, what golf clubs do you think would be the most used from the players on tour, from putters, wedges, irons, and drivers, etc.? That's a great question. Um, you know, the best way of answering this, I think, is if you look at when Nike stopped making clubs. Yes. And they did, said, they said to their to. athletes, they said, look, we'll still pay you the full amount because we're not making clubs that will pay you to wear the apparel still. You're going to use what you want. I would then say I saw a trend of Mizuno irons. Yes. I saw a trend of tailor-made woods. Yes. I saw a trend of tightly Pro V1 golf balls. Yes. Uh... Wedges were a mixture. Yeah, a bit of Vokey, a bit of whatever. Yeah, I didn't see any real trends there. Uh, putters, again, probably a bit of a mixture. I'd say Odyssey and Scotty, typically. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably a fair kind of... It's almost exactly what Brooks Kepke used. Yeah, when he was... When yeah. he stopped using Nike. He had a tailor-made driver. He had Mizuno irons, which he won all of his majors with. Um, like I said, they might still keep a couple of clubs hanging around, some of the old ones. Like I can't believe he's still got that Nike. Is it a, a I think long iron, it was a two, two iron. iron yeah. yeah, that's incredible. He's still got that in the bag. Um, I, honestly, and I mentioned it last week. On the, I was I was really shocked. I'd, but then the more I thought about it, he he's also using the Shrixen ball as well, Zed Star. He's using a lot of kind of tricks and stuff already so mm. basically it's a multi multi-million pound deal for using a driver and, and a different golf ball he's using really. the irons, wasn't he, uncontracted? he was already using the irons so um probably more of a smart business move for him more than it, anything. it's a funny one isn't it because if you think of the big brands now and i'm talking your ping callaway tailor-made titleist mizuno cobra might have missed a couple out they don't make bad gear they all make good good stuff and yeah. whether they make drivers irons wedges and a ball whatever, every department that, that said brands make is good so like for example ping putters are good the wedges are good irons are good drivers are good etc we all know you know wedges are great irons are great drivers are good ball etc etc so you could sign for any brand and they as an, even as an amateur i know they don't sign out let's just say you sign as an amateur for a brand and they gave you all the gear they make you'd get good stuff yeah if you then think of that as being a tour pro not only will they give you all the stuff and pay you to use it they will also make stuff for you. So if you like, you said to them, look, your current blade that you make at Mizuno, it's nice, but I wish there was a bit more offset bounce or, or offset or whatever, or less offset, less bounce, whatever it might be. Yeah, or a bit more of a grind here. They will do that for you. And even the likes of TaylorMade now, there's so many different t- irons they have for their tour pros. So you do think in one way, as a tour pro, any brand will make you what you want. But equally, on the flip side of that, it is quite hard to find, just even to, to your eye, that every piece of equipment a brand makes and how it feels is going to be perfect for you. Yeah. So I think that these guys that use mixed bags are onto something. 
But obviously, there must be a hell of a lot of money up for grabs for people like Rory and Tiger and of Brooks, etc. now to be signing these deals. I think the other thing that, that I saw a lot with TaylorMade as well, TaylorMade used to have a lot of players on their books and they decided to go down the route of just signing the kind of superstars and they had more of a smaller stable, but the biggest of the big names. I think sometimes as well, some of the big names don't always like to be in the same stable as other big names. Mm-hmm. Like nobody is as big as Shrixen than Brooks Kepka right now. Yeah. You've got Shane Lowry, obviously open winner a couple of years ago. You've got Graham McDowell, obviously major winners in the past. But Matsy Armour. Matsy Armour. That's a fair shout. Yeah, major masters winner. You've got a few major winners. Ago. Um he's probably going in there as top dog. Oh yeah. Really. Where he doesn't do that in Taylor Made, for example. True. Bryson has gone with Cobra because he is top dog of yeah. Cobra. You know, and I think I think part of signing with these brands as well is to be top dog. Mm. Like everybody's going to jump through hoops to make you as happy as you can as their star tour player. It's a bit like when Justin Rose went to Honma. It was because he didn't particularly feel maybe as, as um, what's the right word? As loved. <laughs> as loved at TaylorMade, potentially. He could go to a new brand, and he is their pinup oh, boy. percent They will do anything for him. It didn't quite work out, but they would do anything for him. Um, and I think that's somewhat of an appeal for some of these tour players, that they get literally, they would have there, and Shrixen are going to be all over Brooks Koepka, giving him everything he could ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever want. Um, it's a bit like Bridgestone with golf balls. Really, they only have Tiger and Bryson. Yeah. They'll do everything. they. W- if Bryson says, I don't like the... the Dimple four on this golf ball, they'll change it for him. That I think for, I mean, even though I don't use a Bridgestone ball, they've got such a following. Every time you ever put anything on social media, people say about Bridgestone balls. I think in having those two athletes, they probably will have more, obviously, but the two main ones, it's so clever because yeah. obviously Tiger Woods is the greatest of all time. So even though people know he's getting paid squillions of pounds to use their golf ball, it also has to be a good golf ball for him to it use does. it. Then on the other side of the coin, having Bryson, who's a kind of scientist who's looking for perfection, looking for distance, to have him using your ball, you think, well, again, he wouldn't use it if it wasn't giving Not him everything it could. So it's kind of like the two that they've got are super clever at Bridgestone. I wonder why they've not... They've probably moved up the ladder in golf ball mm-hmm. priority or, or want. I wonder why they're not really kind of pushing on. Like what? Like, Instead of signing more athletes, Jimmy. Or, or just becoming more of a popular golf ball. I mean, or is it really popular in America? I think it should be bigger in America. Because over here, they're not that big. They're but not yeah, really. The amount of comments we get and stuff, people love it. I think it must be bigger in America. That's true. Speaking of um, these amazing athletes and what's in their bag. I think you going to say talking about big balls. <laughs> we'll talk about big balls in this podcast. Um, amazing golfers and what is in their golf bags. This is going on Tuesday, this podcast. Yesterday, Monday, your What's in the Bag went live on YouTube. It did. So if you've not seen that video yet, it's a little bit of a spoiler alert, so maybe just skip five minutes or so. But if you have listened, we'll go a bit more in-depth on Rick's Golf Clubs. We did a What's in the Bag video. Yes. What's um, changed? Which features a cheeky, cheeky... Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. 
But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Give away if you're not already entered. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment on the video. I'm giving away a personalized. Well, not personalised, one-of-a-kind, Rick Shields, Vokey Wedge. Um, a few things have changed. A few things have stayed. And I also said in the video, right now, even though I've got new clubs in the bag, I honestly think, and it sounds horrendous, I honestly think I'm playing the worst golf of my life right mm. now. Yeah. I didn't want you to agree. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely shite. <laughs> um, I've destroyed you. I know. you've The formula has destroyed me. Yeah, no, I never play golf. Rock up and absolutely destroy just that. You need to hang your head in shame. So I do, I do. That, that's giving me the kick up the arse I need. Um, so yeah, I'll give you a quick rundown. So uh, Ping G425, max driver in the bag, nine degrees, 10 side, extra flex shaft. Um, love that driver for accuracy. I don't feel like it's the longest driver in the world, but it, it off I can offset that with accuracy. Oh yeah. I would be interested to look at maybe some options that would unlock a bit more distance for me. But at the moment I think I need to increase speed, efficiency of strike, efficiency of swing path, angle of attack. I think I can max out more distance anyway. But I might look at the start of the year. There's a couple of drivers that are coming out that if I can get the same forgiveness as my ping and rock on 10 or 15 yards with me becoming stronger and faster and maybe a driver that can give me a little bit lower spin rate and can bound down the fairways a little bit more, I would be inclined to swap. But from an outsider's point of view, do you not think that you don't need it? Obviously, we always want more distance, but for you, you're quite long, quite straight at the moment. It's not that. It's like You don't want to be a world beater, realistically, because you're not playing enough you, golf. You, know you want to be shooting level par or whatever. I do, but Are honestly... drivers going long enough? I, I honestly have this year felt that it's been golf course I've played that I'm now not long enough to play. I've played some Rockcliffe Hall. Yeah, but... I know, but 
Rockcliffe Hall, JCB, um, even when I played King's Barnes with like Min Woo Lee, like normally I would never worry about distance ever. There's been a few times this year I'm like, oh crap, I'm actually getting quite short. I'm getting old and slow. Um, I think that's because of your play. He's playing Minwoo Lee, who's like a long hitter on the European tour. Who's <laughs> just, by the way, cracked into the top 50 in the world Well, now. exactly. You're playing at the longest golf course in the UK, so it's going to feel long. <laughs> when we, again, Formula Ladies was very, very short, but you hit your driver dead long and dead straight. It was more around the greens yeah, that you were letting yeah. yourself like, shoot. Actually, I'm not, I'm not 100% saying I'm swapping. Yeah, but if there is... Well, yeah, if there's always something longer and straighter, we're all going to swap, aren't we? Obviously. Honest. It wouldn't go longer and straighter. Um, three wood, Cobra. Don't feel like I'm going to change that. Two iron or three iron I've got in the bag at the moment is a U500 tight list, which I really like. And I've actually gone a bit tight list heavy at the moment. It's not on purpose. It's just what I'm kind of using. Um, I mentioned the last what's in the bag that I did earlier in the year that I had the tailor-made P7 MCs in the bag and I loved them for everything about them. Looks, feel, performance, everything. And I wasn't really planning on changing. And then for a review, put the set of tight list T100s in the bag and for reasons that kind of weren't obvious at the time, I kept those title signs in the bag and that wasn't ever the plan. The one, I mean, I love the look, love the feel, like the performance. For me, I find that maybe whether it's the Lyangle or a different weighting system in the head, they don't go as far left on me, which is a nice little positive. I feel a bit more confident that I'm not going to hit it left. Uh, so I've got three, uh, four iron down to nine iron. Yes. Um, again, I don't see why they should change, but I said that about the tailor-made, so we'll see what happens in the future. Then I've gone for four specialised wedges. I've gone for a 46 degree, so like a pitching wedge, which I'm still not sold on yet. Yeah, that for me, obviously a lot of tour pros do that, and people might know if you have a look at these what's in the bags. They don't have the, the wedge that's part of the set. They have, like you said, a specialist wedge, which is normally like a 46 degree one. Mm, so this is a Vokey wedge. I'm, I'm personally not a fan. There's been a couple of times where, even when we played the Adlington Golf mm. Course, where like for 125 yards, 130 yards, where for me that's a, just a normal pitching wedge. Yeah. I'm looking down on this slimmer more bladed, specialised 46-degree wedge, thinking, I don't know if I've, I don't know if this is going to get there. I think you lose ball speed. Yeah. Really, I don't know if that's proven or not, but I really do think you lose ball speed off it. So that might be a club I might change, maybe put the T100 in the bag of the pitching wedge, which I think I've got anyway. Then I've got a 50-degree Vokey, 54-degree Vokey, and 58-degree. Um, sorry, I've not. I've got 50, 54, 60. Um, I decided to go for... Slightly different wedges this year over the TM uh, TaylorMade uh, MG twos that I had in the bag, which I liked for a bit, but lost confidence with chipping. Um, I've got lots and lots of bounce, really forgiving grinds. Um, I feel like I can almost chip better with them. <laughs> <laughs> My confidence at the moment, though, after certainly after Formula Ladies, is shot. So I need to do a lot, a lot of work on my wedges this this winter. I watched yeah. actually a really good video. So you know the lad. I feel like we talk about Bryson loads. Bryson, the lad, he hangs around with a lot. Yeah. Um, Hogan. Hogan. Is it? There's one called Hogan, and there's another thing he's got a brother. He's got a YouTube channel, and he went. He had a chipping lesson off Bryson. So interesting. Really? Like Bryson basically tries to fat his chips. Really? But dead shallow, hits behind the ball, closes the face. So he, he goes back really shallow, hits purposely slightly behind the golf ball, lets the grind of the club and the bounce just skim across the floor, this is in America, granted. Mm. So I don't know if it happens in a wet golf course in Manchester. And then purposely closes the face through the shot. Why? So a couple of reasons. He hits the ground behind the ball for bounce. Mm. So he, he doesn't he doesn't need to rely on becoming so close to the golf ball with his strike. 
So you can go shallow. And I've even seen some stuff off uh, the golf coach called James Ridgard, who's a, who's a short game coach. He was showing some videos this week where they put, you put a coin a couple of in- inches behind the golf ball and basically trying to skim that, co- that coin mm. behind the golf ball. That is weird. But dead shallow. And literally the club comes in and just skims and the and the bounce of the club just glides along the surface. You almost don't see a mark. There's no divots or anything. And the balls are just popping up, popping up, popping up. So definitely something I want to try. And then the reason why Bryson shuts the face, he doesn't like the face opening because he feels that it influences the loft too much. Right. So he, he flares it out high right a lot. Uh-huh. Where when he gets the face more closing, he feels like he can be a lot more consistent with his face loft. Interesting stuff. So, anyway, short game I need to work on. Putter, I've got the even roll EV uh, ER2 in the bag. I had a great putting lesson off Phil Kenyon, which the video is going to be coming out soon. Um, again, I, I like a putter, no real reason to change. I use a Pro V1 golf ball, um, and that's kind of what's in the bag. But at the moment, as I mentioned, <laughs> none of these clubs are making me play good at the moment, but it's not the club's fault. It's my fault. So, I need to get a bit better. I need to, over the winter, um, I've been doing a little bit more working out. I've been getting a little bit more fitter, healthier, being more conscious about myself. I want to continue that and kind of roll it into my golf game a little bit as well. We'll see how much that comes to fruition. Random one. And we were speaking before about world ranking of Minwoo Lee, how he's in the top 50 now. There was something I saw the other day that kind of very much surprised me. So Jason Day, who was world number one, is now outside the top world 100 for the first time, I think 10 years or even 11 years. He's now... 105 in the world, Jason Day. It's crazy, isn't it? That is madness, yeah. How much he is. He ended the year, so ended the year of 2016. It's kind of been a bit of a sharp decline, really. So, end of 2016, he was world number one. Yeah. End of 2015, the year before, he was, he was number two. So, he was obviously made progress. Then it went, I'll go up in years now. From 17, he finished 13th in the world. 18, 14th. 2019, 37th. Last year, 43rd. So it's going down, down. And now he's going to finish the year 105th. It's crazy, isn't it? And he's missed eight cuts. In the year that he was world number one, he only missed one cut and played more events. It's madness, isn't it? How form can... So, so mad. It's, that's what worries me about golf. Like, I know any sport you could, you could say the same, but I sometimes think like how... Think about if you watch a tour pro now and they had a 7-9 into a green, and it's 175 yards. Obviously, they don't always put it as close as the public may think, because if you look at the stats you can see on Twitter, it's actually their average might be 30 foot, or whatever yeah. it might be, I don't know. But it, within reason, they're hitting that white little golf ball quite close to the flag. How mad is that? You think about, you're swinging crazy. a metal club around your head, hitting it on the grass, there's obviously wind. Well. What happens if you woke up one day and just couldn't swing a golf club? <laughs> what, would you, what would you do? It's mad, isn't it? It, it, on, I remember as a junior, this used to get into my head sometimes. I almost think, what happens if tomorrow I'm hitting a driver at speed and I just can't do it anymore? Yeah. And that's what's happened to me. Right. I can't hit drive anymore. <laughs> I, think it's, I, think, I think it's a mindset thing, isn't it? But like you said with your wedges, though, at the minute you've got not really any confidence and you're chipping around the green thinking, I don't know going to happen. Whereas when I'm in that situation, I'm not amazing, but I feel fairly confident. Yeah. On the flip side, you hit driver pretty well most times, bang it down the middle or whatever. I honestly stand there now with the driver in my hand, scared. Yeah. It's, See, I, I don't it's horrible. Horrible. drive oh, it is, I don't wish I'm my worst enemy. It's disgusting. Yeah, I can... Well, same flip side. Like, it's almost the same... Any any negative in your game, you feel like... 
you put so much more kind of emphasis and pressure on it and it definitely is a more of a mind game that ends up becoming a a challenge uh oh it's a shame jason day has dropped so much i like jason day a lot yeah i do do you want to hear a golf confession let's do it so this has been our new topic we're kind of calling it golf confession slash forgive or condemn we've had some good ones so far <laughs> so i think it's the fourth week of doing so the last, last week's guy was the the lad who lied about being a golf pro. Yes, that would that that little clip did well on YouTube as well. <laughs> if you want yours featured, please email podcast at rickshields.com. Um, we've got loads of good ones in the bank, but keep them coming because even if you don't read them out, we love just reading them and laughing. So today it says, Hi, Rick and Guy. Greetings from Canada. Then he's put, Please keep me anonymous. <sighs> this summer I took part in my very first individual tournament. It did not go well. I was 17 over par when I reached the 16th tee. The hole is a short par four. Instead of going for the green, I just had to try and be quite smart, just lay up and just salvage a half decent round. The first tee, uh, the first tee shot went OB out of bounds right, and the first provisional ball went left in some fescue. Two more provisionals went OB right. Oh my god! But I thought this was the, the last one was close enough, so I moved on. I ended up finding my first provisional ball, so what would be three off the tee. So chopped out of the fairway, chunked the fairway shot, missed the green, three putts later, I walked away with a 10. On the next tee, I noticed that the ball wasn't actually mine. Oh. I've been playing Pro V1s, and this was a Pro V1X. I did not notice at first, due to my frustration of what had taken place in the earlier shots. I didn't say anything, and I signed my card at the end, and I finished triple bogey for what it's worth. Given the total carnage and the nearly last finished place, is this forgivable lapse in judgment? Love what you do. Keep up the great content. <sighs> um, I, I feel in the heat of the moment from 17th, and he's obviously had a, he's having an absolute nightmare, and he's gone down there and found his first provisional ball, or he's found a ball yep. that he's... He's probably his head's gone at this point, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. He's seen red. Did you, ever, did you ever get that time when you were if if something really bad happens on the golf course, like your eyes almost get a bit blurry? Not as, not for crying, but like <laughs> <laughs> like you like there's like a, a mist. I get very in your head. My heart starts pounding. There's like a I get this like weird like mist. I almost like my eyes like get like weird. <laughs> and that's hay fever. That <laughs> <laughs> he's got down there. And he's obviously seen the golf ball and he thought, oh, brilliant, this is my first provisional. It's not as bad as it could have been. He's obviously not checked it. Mm. You know what I mean? He might just, really, yeah. Or, or I'd like to think he's not checked it properly. He should have done, but he's not. He's chopped up there. He's come off with a 10. He's had a horrendous hole, obviously. He's then realised, so in a stroke play situation, that's just disqualification, isn't it? Um, in stroke play. Would it be? Would it not be a, yeah, it is. Definitely. He's not, yeah, because he's not finished the hole out correctly, has he, with a penalty yeah. or whatever? If, I think if you've noticed before you finish the hole out, you can, you can rectify you can. it. It's a penalty, yeah. But I think finishing the hole right. out is yeah. just straight out First disqualification, play. which he, he has to call on himself at that mm. situation. Like, at the end of the day, I actually weirdly quite like to get disqualified, certainly as a junior. <laughs> 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 because it felt like it was an excuse. Oh, how did you play? Oh, you know, I I almost had it today, but I got disqualified. I cheated again, so I got kicked out of the golf club. <laughs> Why did you get disqualified? Oh, I didn't sign my card yeah. again. I didn't put my hand... That was the one I used to do, not put my handicap on the card. I was a big fan of the NR. So if I was having a bad round, I was like 20 over par, I just got oh, picking up NR. I feel like... I feel like... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you... 
your handicap goes up if you're disqualified either. It might not. Just for an NR for sure. Yeah. Though, just for a DQ. So I think that was, that was a little trick I used to do as well because I used to think, well, if I go up now, I'm going to go up to like X handicap and I don't want to go up to that. Yeah. So if I if I disqualify, if I get disqualified, I don't sign my card or I don't put my handicap on my card or I don't put my name on my card. I don't know it's me. I don't have my card in. <laughs> I felt like uh, it was a way of uh, hiding that. So basically he had to disqualify himself, really. That's mm. what he had to do. He didn't do. He came dead last or second to last or whatever. He's obviously, it's not affected the re- overall result. Um, I, I can forgive him. Yeah. I think he needs to learn from it. I think he needs to own up to some mistakes, even if it's post round or whatever it may be. You've got to put your hands up sometimes and go, oh, I made a mess up there. Um, I, for me, I don't see any punishment. Okay. Hmm. I'm not sure because in one sense, I feel like it's it's better doing it that way than if he was winning the comp and did it and then knew and kind of fraudulently won a yeah, comp. Yeah, that would be bad. But having said that, if he already knew he was doing really bad anyway and he gets to the 18th and think, oh, damn, I've played the wrong ball. He probably should say, look, guys, I've played the wrong ball there, so I'm going to be DQ'd. Like, and think, well, actually, I was doing rubbish anyway. So it sounds like he's probably learned his lesson and he's not going to do it again. But my only qualm with stuff like that, would you do it again? I'm not suggesting you will. If you've done it once, would you do it again? Because there's no consequence. Nobody knew. So he thinks, oh, next time he's having a good round and gets to 18 and puts it in the fescue and finds another title that's not his own. He thinks, well, go away with it last time. So do it again. That's I don't know. Point. That's a good point. He may not. He may have learned his lesson. Um, well, let's but, say his name. Yeah. So that he ne- <laughs> well, I'm going to give him a punishment, and it's not going to be a big one. It's going to be that he, when he next plays golf, he needs to buy a new golf glove, right? Okay. Goes to the pro shop, says, Hiya, John, I need a, a, a glove, a left hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Medium. Yeah, medium. Foot joy, try it on. Yeah, okay, that's fifteen ninety nine, right? Pays. Gets on the first tee. It's ripped. But then the pro will give him a refund or let him swap it. Say, I'm sorry, wow. it's found when you sold it off me. So it's costing fifteen ninety nine for a pointless glove. Oof. That's the punishment off me. Um, I think the thing is that I love about golf... Or, or he loses it. Loses the glove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's even better. Puts it in his back pocket trying yeah. to like get to pro and loses it. Um, I think the thing is for golf, it's like so much of it is about honesty, isn't it? And that's yeah, yeah. why it's like when you watch football or soccer, for those in America, and if I was doing it, you play for United, I play for Liverpool, and I kick the ball, it hits you and bounces out, you would try and claim it hasn't done and I just put it out so that you get the throw Correct. and not me. That's just the way football is. Yeah. Equally, if I tackled you in the box, if I tackle you, dive, and you would say, and that's not you as a person, that's just how football well, works. It's, not, it's almost frowned upon if you don't. Exactly, and you try and get a penalty. And obviously now this is VAR and stuff in to try and make it more and more fair, but ultimately that's how you kind of brought up playing football. It's trying yeah. borderline win at all costs and to some degree cheat. I think the beauty for me as a junior starting golf was that so much of it is about being honest. And even, I think this is the day, and it sounds bad to say this, and I wasn't thinking in a negative way, but I was thinking about like how juniors play on like a Saturday junior comp or Sunday or whatever and they go out in three balls of juniors and play a comp or whatever and ultimately there'll be a winner who'll get a prize but there's quite a lot of trust isn't it in a way there's no like grown-ups walking around watching or refereeing typically unless it's a really high level of tournament and you've kind of got a trust that if two of those juniors go to the left side of the fairway in the rough and one goes to the right of the trees and they find the ball that they trusted genuinely have and, and yeah. from my experience as a junior that was 99.9% always dead honest and everyone played by the rules that's the beauty of golf. And it just feels to me that there's so many opportunities where you can cheat, you could give yourself a better lie. It kind yeah. of takes it away from the game a little bit. So yeah. although I'm not being an absolute stickler, some people don't know the rules, just get them wrong by mistake. But if you are going to do things like that, it's just kind of a bit like, I know it's a cliche, but you are just cheating yourself really, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I definitely think it's 
going to be rife mainly. It's probably rife all the time. We probably just don't know about it. But like, I think in junior golf, that's where they could play the. Oh, I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? But you like, know what though? I actually found that as a junior, when I was a junior golfer, a lot of the other juniors, golf was their kind of only sport, yeah. as it was for me. And it's it actually some of my friends, and they won't mind me saying it, they've come into golf from playing football like mid mid twenties. And they're not, they don't cheat, but they're more inclined to want to bend the rules because they've come from a football background. Yeah, I'm not, not slating football here. I think a lot of sports are similar. But I do think golf is quite kind of on its own in that. Yeah, it is, it's really. I can't think, what other sport could you cheat so easily at? Like, you couldn't cheat at darts. No, you can't. Couldn't you cheat at snooker. snooker. Like, it's hard, boxing, I mean, unless you, there's a referee in the ring at all times. Like, what other sport could you so easily cheat at? I think that's the only thing with, like, let's say, boxing. It's more the decisions well, can yeah. sometimes go against yeah, you yeah. unfairly. And a bit like football, sometimes even the refereeing decisions can yeah. go against you. But you're right, footballers are trying to bend it all the time, bend Athletics, the rules. Athletics, I mean, unless you go and like, take steroids or something, you can't literally cheat very much, I don't imagine, in the actual... No, you can't cheat in the event. Within 100 metres against each other, you can't really cheat, can no. you? Like, with golf, there's so much opportunity to move your lie, to... Fake if you certainly if you're a high handicap and you're getting nines and tens, you could knock a couple off. Go, I got seven there, and your playing partner's probably not going to go back and count. You can what other what other sports? You could literally have a ball in your pocket at all times, the same mark, and drop it wherever you want. Like it's mad how much you can actually cheat. I don't know. Yeah, there's no other sport that you can do. So if you like cheating, start playing golf. Yes. <laughs> um, another video we've got coming out this week <laughs> that is going to be a banger. We don't want to give too much away on, in a sense because obviously it's not out just yet. There's a golf course in Derby yes. called The Pastures. And I'll let you explain, obviously, the concept of the video because it's a class one. But it's a nine-hole golf course that is run by one full-time employee, the rest of volunteers. So amazing. It's a short golf course. With what's the actual par- It's a par 64. It's a par 64. We played it twice. Four, we played the nine. 4,950 yards. So dead. That's really short. Yeah. Par 64. There's 6,000 trees. <laughs> There's eight par threes, which six of them are all over 200 yards. It's tight. Yes. It's on a really, really small plot of land. Like you say, it's voluntary run. We went down there last Wednesday, and I've never ever, and I've been to some lovely places, and we do get looked after really mm. nicely at lovely places. Bar the old course hotel, naturally. Of course. I never received a more warm welcome. Nor have I. Like, how nice were it? All the everybody that turned up, all the members, like there was probably about twenty odd members that turned up that took off, maybe even a day off work, or a lot of them retired to come and watch us make a video down there because they're so proud of their golf club. And so they should be. Um, love little track. And the reason we went down is their course record. The golf course is like fifty years old or something. So yeah, nineteen sixty nine it opened. So that's literally fifty two yeah. years, and the course record is one over par. So le- again, let me mm. let me. Ex- that's crazy. One over par. Nobody's ever shot under par around that golf course. Madness. No one's shot level par. And it's a par 64. So we thought, there's two great golfers in this room <laughs> who are capable of going low. Can Rick Shields face a challenge? No, he can't. Can or, Guy Janet face a challenge? No, he can't. Have I got a better better golfer in, the, in my phone yes. <laughs> that can ring? So we had... James Robinson, who's been on the podcast before, been on a couple of our videos that have gone really big. He's a great lad, played on a European tour for a season. He's played in the Open at 2018 at Carnoustie. Um, he's a good, good golfer. He owns, I don't know if he currently owns, but he did own the course record at Le Manga at 10 under par. Outrageous. So, so he, he, he's got some game in him. 
He's a, and also what I think about him as well. Not only can he go deep, from what I've seen of him play off, he's quite solid as well. Yeah. So we thought he'd be the perfect man for this challenge. So we're not going to give the result away, but that video is coming this week, yes. possibly tomorrow. Yeah, Wednesday. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, yeah, what else is happening? Oh, we're filming quite a cool video tomorrow and another cool video Wednesday. Cool videos Wednesday. It's a really busy time at the minute. Thursday we're seeing some new product. Before Friday we're seeing some new product. Um, yeah, really busy week. It's a bit just I've just got one little request for people that listen to the podcast, and I don't do this very often, but it's about time we did. If you listen on Apple and you want to give us a five-star rating, we would very much appreciate it. We've not had many ratings recently, so if you listen on Apple and think, oh, I never do stuff like that, take a minute, leave a rating, and you can leave a comment as well. So why don't you leave a comment, something along the lines of, um, what should it be, Rick? Maybe uh, we'll do a little giveaway. Um just just leave a really nice positive comment. Yeah, a really nice positive comment. And we might pick one by we'll give it a couple of weeks. We'll pick somebody before Christmas who's done that and sent us a screenshot either to the email address or on the podcast group or whatever you want to do. And we will send you three dozen balls. We got, we got Oh we got Oh yeah, forget that, but we've got some exclusive merch. If you want to grab your if you want to bag some swag in the Rick Shields, Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, we've got some very, very limited samples of some merch that we're looking at maybe bringing out early next year. Uh, we'll give away either a head cover or a towel. Can I go and grab one and put it on the camera? Oh we'll, my go, God, go on, can I get go one? On. Hey, listen. I'll go and get one, one sec. Get oh, he's going to tease everyone. Yeah, of course you can. He's going to tease everyone here now. Which camera are we on? Which, where are we Stop switching, Harry. Right. Um, so, <laughs> Guy's going to go and get some merchandise. Like I said, we've had some made up. It's incredible stuff. We've had some Rick Shields merchandise and then Rick Shields podcast merchandise. Um, and Guy is about to bring in... Oh, you're bringing in all the gear. A little bit. Oof. Oof. Teasing people. Right. Go and chuckle something. I'll do it under the table if we reveal it. Right. I'm back. So... Are you thinking about giving that away? So, oh, we do no three. No, no, just that. All right, okay. Yeah, this is the this is the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so you show yours first, then we'll save the big reveal. Right, so you show so, us that camera. So far, we've got made up. Wowzers! Sorry for listening to this. Get onto the YouTube channel and watch. You'll see the finest of quality. This is a proper player's towel. It's like, almost like a beach towel. So for those listening who aren't watching, it's a big towel, black with the RS logo and the headphones on it. The proper podcast logo. So that is player's towel. I think you look swag on the golf course with that. You so play, swag. You play better golf. Yeah. It, it clean your balls better than anything could clean your well, balls. Well, I want my balls cleaning consistently so that can... <laughs> with my towel. Yeah. Oh, the towel. Um, and then this product. Yeah. Are we actually... I don't think we're making this now. I thought we were. No, I don't think we are. Oh, this right, is okay. one that we might not be bringing out. But if there's enough requests, we might bring it out. Pom-pom head cover. And if you look on the shaft of the pom-pom... <laughs> It says hashtag the clubhouse. Wowzers. So for people listening, black pom-pom head cover, beautiful material. So is this the one I've got we're going to give away? Yeah, and then on the top, you've got a black, red, white, big pom-pom. Big pom-pom. That is, uh, would protect your driver. But so we're not sure about bringing, I don't think we're bringing that one This out. is the one we are going to be giving away. This is the premium is it leather? It feels leather. It's um, it's genuine um, it's, it's genuine cam camel leather. <laughs> I don't know what it actually is, but it's a driver head cover. It's got the RS logo with the headphones all down it dotted around. It feels wait there. 
Oh, it smells delightful. It's comfy inside, like a nice oven glove. It's really nice, that, Rick. So one nice person's going to win that. It's cool, that. If you are not an Apple podcast listener and you're thinking, well, I can enter, what you can do is you could like this video that you're watching and subscribe if you're not, and then send us a screenshot of that. So oh, yeah. we'll and sort it. If you want it signed by me and Guy, let us know. We'll sign it as well. There's some nice white panelling on the side where we can stick our monogram on. Um, quick fire questions. Yeah, I've got so Have you got so Have you been looking? I've just quickly had a look on the Facebook group, some questions. Would Rick be willing to cut off his beard completely if he lost 18 home match to Pete or Matt? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, will Shields and Finch be more competitive than Brooks and Bryson? Um, I, I do think we'd do a match, but not in my current state. I need to get a bit there. Uh, what else is there? Somebody's asked, what's the email address? We get that a lot. It's literally podcast <laughs> at rickshields.com. That's mad that people ask that. In fact, I was actually looking at a thread from 42 weeks ago, so I wasn't looking at the current one. But still, that is still the email address. Um, Marie has asked, I know you have dismissed gimmicky golf presents in the past, but what about buying vouchers to play on a golf course, which is not the golfer's usual course? Mm. Do you think it would be appreciated? Absolutely. Sure. I think golfers sometimes don't like paying green fees. No really. way. So you've got to think, if, if they're a member of a golf course, they've paid their dues or whatever it may be for the year or every month to be treated to a nice golf course that they don't normally play, a hundred percent. People would love that. So I think that's a really nice present. Um, Rick, da, 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 what to the? If you if you've seen a bloke on the golf course walking around doing a casual nine holes with a pram and a child with his clubs some some way or another fix to the pram, would you? What would you think about it? I think he's, the guy's a genius. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Joshua Ford has asked if yeah. If if you can strap a kid, <laughs> your own, ideally, not random on the street, to a pram or some sort of contraption, a motor caddy or something, and play golf, the kids getting fresh air, getting walks, can have a little snooze. Mum or dad are getting out, doing some exercise, playing a bit of golf, socialising. Win, win, win. Somebody's asked that. Uh, Gwyn Evans has said, "Would you ever consider reviewing clothing or shoes?" Uh, on the channel now that you're not with Nike. Um, I think I'll speak on your behalf, Rick. The answer's probably no. no. Um, only because there is some people out there that want to watch a footwear review, but ultimately not many people. It's not the most exciting. Um, What's, what, there's, quite, there's that quite good channel. What's he called? Um, Golf Guy Reviews. Yeah. He, I think it, it works with stuff like running where there's not much equipment to buy and yeah. therefore your shoes are really, obviously you've got like GPS watches, but your shoes are one of the key things that you can buy. And there's some different types of running shoes with different ability, uh, different kind of types of running, different um, running conditions, etc. There is in golf, there's different types of golf shoes, a spike, the spike, there's these new kind of hybrid ones, there's obviously waterproof, not waterproof, you can pay a fortune, you don't have to pay a fortune, but... Most people, speaking quite generally on the golf course, should have a standard pair of shoes they wear year-round, and they're not yeah. that full, are they? No, not at all. What What do you think is the worst golf gimmick you've seen? Um, ooh. You know the one that I absolutely hate, and I'm, and I'm sure listeners are going to get bought this for Christmas? Go on. That bloody potty golf that people yeah, do. Yeah, I've had one of them once. Like where you can sit on the toilet while you're doing your business and pull out a little tiny golf club and a putting green and put yeah but it's that you did you never used it did you no the other other one that i find not amazing but it's i suppose it's less of a gimmick than something like that but it still is is those little score counters you have on the side of your golf bag were i think ideally they're made for people obviously new to golf and every time you hit your shot you can click it and you go right i got a nine 
But in reality, I don't think many people actually ever use them. No. Um, and the old one, do you remember the thing that used to stick on the side of the bag that was like half a, a ball shape with like a, a little sponge inside and you put your golf in and like rub it, like That's a clam shell? Do you like them? 100% love oh, I think they're horrendous. You should towel. No, they were class. No, I'm not into them. Um, <laughs> someone going back to my point before, instead of having these lame matches, not my words, Sean Taylor's words, would you rather see skins games come back, even bringing actors or other athletes, but the skins format more at stake that, than, than just weird manufactured heat like pro wrestling? Mm. Again, I think as long as it's the player's money. If it's their own money, I can understand it. Yeah. I just don't... I, I lose the connection when it's just sponsorship money because they're not playing for anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything, does it? These guys are already multimillionaires. True. Um, last question. Um, how is Europe going to survive the next couple of Ryder Cups? Most of the Europe team is older and starting to drop off and the young players haven't really found stability yet. For me, obviously at the moment, you look at the American team, it does look so much stronger. But so much can change in two years in golf. So Where was much. Colin Marikawa two years ago? Exactly. I know Jason Day isn't Europe or American, but look at him, like we were saying, a couple of years ago, he was so up there, now he's fell off. Like, and you just and don't know. And again, talking about even more Australians, again, it's a shame we can't use him, but like Min Woo Lee yeah. has kind of come out of nowhere. So, who knows, Sam Horsfield. Yeah, he could go on to kill it. He might be our next Ryder Cup player. Like, you know, it, it's there's so much, much talent coming through week in, week out. I mean, those uh, Hogart, brothers mm. like how good like they are so good they, and they're only 20 or something um yeah so i think there's the time will tell um i don't think it's quite as set in stone as it looks right now no well thanks for listening to episode 107 thanks i don't know i thought you addressed that to me then. yeah i kind of was not i listened to the no episode. thank you for, <laughs> and then you do listen afterwards don't i you? also listen afterwards yeah to, to get a, one more download why not <laughs> Um, was one want... of the guys I was really good with the other guys alright no <laughs> shut up <laughs> that guy is just rolling no, no, <laughs> so if you want to win this head cover make sure you rate the podcast or comment on the video and subscribe to the channel um, email podcasts <laughs> to get your entry in you can have a lot of emails just do something just yeah, whether just it be tweet us or Instagram we'll us or... Um, peace out everyone peace out right. 
This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.